Hi, and welcome to Half the Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and each episode is a little time capsule and oral history uh, for my newborn son. Each episode, I hope to talk a little bit more in depth about something that really defines me or people that are part of my life. Here we go. This episode, I sit down with Diana, a key figure in how I met Allie. And we all sit down, all three of us, and chat a lot more about origin stories. We had such a great conversation that we've actually split this podcast into two episodes. So stay tuned next episode for uh, even more goodness. But for now, let's uh, dig on right on in as I start up the conversation with Diana. Uh, I guess, thank you uh, for joining the podcast and, and entertaining me. Um, would Diana, would you mind introducing yourself to, to our avid, like, three listeners? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Diana. I am a mutual friend of both Allison and Jason. It seems like an understatement to say a mutual friend. Like, I feel like you guys are my family, like my people. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And you're, uh, from my understanding, you are currently surviving the great nor'easter a winter storm up in cozy New England. Yeah, exactly. In in small town New England in Plainfield, New Hampshire. I kind of always envisioned having not visited New Hampshire. The closest I've been is to Amherst, Massachusetts. But uh, I kind of envisioned you like like a Bonavere type thing where you're like <laughs> in the woods, like you're recording your own album, like <laughs> with like your cats and your dog. It's it's kind of close to reality. I'm in this like old farmhouse that was probably built in the 1700s like off of a highway in the middle of nowhere new hampshire in the woods like my cats are behind me my dog is on the ground i'm next to the fireplace and i'm trying to get to like actually become a fire it's like reluctantly not really not really burning right now (laughs) like Uh i don't know learning how to make a fire to keep myself warm has been this whole like new england endeavor i hate it i love (laughs) it and hate it i feel very like satisfied when i get a fire going but like very bad at it and then like when you're ready for bed like like i assume you make sure the fire has gone out no mm -mm, no i i load it up i fill it (laughs) full of wood and i close all the flues so it burns very slowly throughout the night and when i get up in the morning there's little burning embers that i can get it started again i feel like you're gonna die of like carbon monoxide poisoning me too too. yeah that would make me very sad right every time i go to bed with a like a raging fire going i'm like oh yeah that's how i die but it's been it's keeping me warm i'm staying alive it's good okay well as long as you do me a favor and test your um carbon monoxide you might have it in your um anyways test your fire alarm I, I do. Both both are going strong. Okay. But apparently, I mean, this is a thing people have been using for centuries out here. I'm just uh-huh. trusting. I'm just saying, I, I don't even follow the show, but apparently, beloved uh, Jack died because of smoke inhalation and This Is Us. Yes, but that was from a shoddy crockpot. But from my understanding, they did not have batteries in their smoke alarm, which would have saved him and altered the entire course of that series. Mm-hmm. They could have just not taken the the shitty crack pot also. It's true. We, we definitely <laughs> gave a side eye to our, our slow cooker. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's what you got to look out for. <laughs> so one of the things we, why you were one of the first people to jump, uh, come to my mind in terms of this podcast is a number of reasons. First of all, you uh, are um, travel extraordinaire. You've done tons of solo travel. You've done lots of 
uh, of things like that, which I think is amazing. But really what I wanted to talk to you today about was kind of this how I met your mother kind of story <laughs> in that um, you are an instrumental person in how um, Allison and I met each other. Um, so I thought we could now, usually I would, uh, could you tell us, so we met in Seattle mm -hmm. in 2010. Could you tell me a little bit more about how you ended up in Seattle about that time? Yeah, you know, I had gone to Oregon State for vet school and it was my first experience living outside of Arizona. It's so, it swarms my heart that you consider me a travel extraordinaire, but I felt it was very late in life coming to being adventurous and traveling. Um, Cause up, up through vets, like moving away to vet school was my first big, like living outside of Arizona experience. And I had such a wonderful time in vet school. I know it's crazy because I think there's a, a lot of trauma there cause it was hard, no doubt but I met all of my favorite people there. I had a really good sense of purpose in like becoming a professional there. Um, and I loved the Northwest. It was so beautiful and green. And I finally felt like some of my people were there. Like Arizona's home, but my people are not in Arizona. Like they were in the Northwest. So I was eager to stay there, but I knew there wasn't great opportunity and jobs in Oregon. And I thought a bit about Portland, but it's a little small and a little bit one note, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, Ruth had lived in Seattle for a while, a good, a good friend of Allison and mine. Um, and she really liked it. And I had done, I decided to go do a preceptorship, just a, like a one or two week, stint at the emergency hospital that she had worked at in Seattle. And that was enough for me to realize it was like everything I loved about the Pacific Northwest and a slightly bigger, like more cosmopolitan place. I was like, Seattle is my place. And um, I just knew, I was like, I'm gonna go to Seattle. I'm gonna have a cute little house. I'm gonna have the whole scene there. I'm gonna meet somebody. Like Seattle is what, where it's gonna be. Um, and so right after I graduated, I, you know, got a job and just like was making it happen. I was really excited about it. Awesome. Was, yeah. uh, was your friend Ashley part of that decision as well or just a, a happy coincidence? You know what's funny is like Ashley was so much so far ahead of me. We were good friends in high school but she like left immediately after high school and went to the Northwest and had a whole life. And she came out to visit episodically through college, but she felt very distant from me all through college because she was just like living it up far from home. Mm -hmm. um, and Ashley and I have always had quite a lot in common. And we, we still, it's funny, like we still do. I don't think we realized it as much. I think we're closer now than we ever were back then, to be honest. I don't think we knew how much we had in common. But it wasn't until after I'd already gotten a job and already moved out to Seattle that I was like, oh, I actually have a friend here. I should reach out to Ashley. Like, I bet she'd be one of those friends that even though we haven't kept in great touch for a lot of years, she'd be really welcoming and like easy to jump back in with. And mm -hmm. like, she, she definitely was. And I could not be more grateful. And I think that we've been better and closer friends in life ever since. But it, she really hadn't, it's funny how, 
it was <laughs> it wasn't until I got there that I realized like, oh, I have a friend. I should try to utilize that. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I am firing up my screen here. Uh, I am using the cheat of Facebook. Um, if you I think if you grant at your phone, oh you're like, my god! <laughs> so um, you'll see some photos. So this would have been um, near the Fourth of July. My first summer in Seattle. First summer in Seattle, and it was of course cloudy. Um, I believe the first time we formally met was at Adrian's birthday um, party. Birthday party at the Lookout. No, the Hideout. Yeah. something like that. Anyway. Yeah, this cool little bar overlooking the Space Needle. It felt so Seattle. Mm -hmm. And that was great. And then I think these first pictures that appeared on Facebook was you tagged along to um, Nick's um, Nick's grandma's. Blake and Liberian. Yes. It was one of those where like I had such a good time hanging out with everybody. I just met everybody at Adrian's birthday that they're like, oh, in a couple of days we're doing this other thing. Do you want to come? I was like, definitely want to come. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Wait, I feel like I need to add that I'm pretty sure Diana called me and we chatted on the phone before she went to said barbecue or or picnic thing. Yeah, you've been to Nick's things, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember Diana calling me. I was living in LA at the moment and saying how she just met all these new people and they were Ashley's friends and she was getting to know them and how she was going to this event and she definitely mentioned like Victor and you and all these people. And I didn't really think much of it at the point, but now I feel like I definitely remember that phone conversation and it she had, life. it's totally foreshadowed our, our entire future, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just had to add that little bit of memory. <laughs> I, I was excited to have met friends. Like I, I think I called Allison right away and was like, oh my gosh, I have friends here now. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Halloween. Oh, so good. It's true. You were Mega Man, and I um, had my good old um, Back to the Future costume, which is... Marty McFly was really good. Awesome. I have a lot, a lot of nostalgia about the first six months in Seattle, like yeah. having first met you guys and the adventures we had. I'm pretty sure there's some classic Seattle group of friends stories that we like still reminisce about from those first six months. Like... Everything from the summer on to like our our our, <laughs> our snow day adventure, like oh, so good. Well, reviewing these old memories of hanging out with you and 2010. So I was like doing my MBA, but man, I just had a lot of free time and a lot of money. Well, relatively a lot of money. So right. No, I, I remember going to that gig with you and Nick. That was a fun time. Besides calling Allison, do you, I mean, in terms of friendships, what did we bond over back then? Because I feel like we've both changed a lot. And the nature of our friendship has changed quite a bit um, in the intervening eight, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Um, honestly, Jason, like you were just a really easy guy to know. I think because you and I both have a bit of a penchant for snobby foods and places with happening stuff. I think we were both interested in being Seattle hipsters. And I think we bonded quite a bit over that. Like I might've been the only person who actually thought your Yelp elite, elite status was cool. Like I'm pretty sure everyone else thought it was hilarious. Hey, I, I, I went to plenty of parties that had like unlimited amounts of alcohol in it. So people laugh at me. Um, did we, did you and I ever go to one together? I don't remember. No, but. we never did. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. Um, I think we also, like, 
we got out a bit and went for hikes and jogs with the dog. Like, I think you were the only one interested in doing that kind of thing with me. So I was grateful for that. Yes. I think that was, sorry, that was like when I was briefly into like, I'm going to run a 5k. I've never yeah. run a 5k. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, or stealing Andrew and just like running around since I like never really interacted um, it, with that. So just, Having good times, uh, scavenger hunts, birthday things. Uh, oh my goodness! Yes, yeah. you are an excellent planner of things. I feel like anytime there was a social event where you were heading the organization and fun of it mm-hmm. was like definitely going to be a good time. Like all of my favorite nights were orchestrated by Jason Moy. Like I was really really grateful for that i think you and megan really bonded a bit over that the two of you together like spent a good year like doing fun stuff for the rest of us we were really lucky yeah i um i hope to have megan on this but i hope to talk to megan megan about our karaoke summer olympics which um, <laughs> to me just sounds like really exhausting now like someone in my mid-30s like even even not like even if you discount me having a child like I feel like you could not convince me to be like, go out every single night to a karaoke bar at like 9 p.m. I know. I know. That picture of me and Megan is adorable, by the way. I know. Uh, One of my favorites. I think in terms of friendships, what I I really enjoy about friendships is that you, um, yeah, I think you just have a a really fun spirit in terms of like uh, traveling and food and like being adventurous and like really interested in people. Um, I think the times that, you and I have done things or met up and traveled, but you, uh, I think we're really compatible in terms of that. And it's been really fun to like explore with you. And um, I'm always really uh, as like Facebook, not stalking, but like Facebook admiring, like all the fun things that you're up to. And I, I really mm-hmm. admire your like adventurous spirit. You've definitely got, I think we have that in common. Like, I think that you were out doing adventure travel a little bit even before I did a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of inspirational because you used your work as an excuse for travel. And I kind of I kind of tried to take after that a bit. You know, once I left Seattle and went back to Phoenix, I think that's when I did the majority of my travel. Mm-hmm. And I saw how you used your work as an excuse for that. And I really tried to do the same thing. I think it was helpful to see, you know. And even though you had a group of peers that were going with you out to, like, hard places to travel, you know, Asia, some of the like island locations, like far away places, very different places. Uh, you know, you wandered around a lot on your own. You did a lot of fun things by yourself. It was like, it was cool to see. Cause you were actually, you were ahead of me by a few years on that. So it was nice. It was nice to see. It's true. No, I was remarking that um, I started international travel, I think in 2000 and seven. So um, by the time you had met me, I had uh, about three international trips, probably three or four Hawaii things, and certainly a bunch of Guam travels under my belt at that time. So like um, someone in my mid-20s with a a robust liver, um, (laughs) I I definitely try to take full advantage of it, for sure. yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was one of the more, definitely one of the more interesting things having met you as all of the experiences that you had. You had like a, a very fun job, a very adult job, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like you've been working in your career for some time. I don't know. It was like while the rest of us were just getting started with things, you know, Ashley and Adrian had gone back to school. Like you and Nick and Victor like had real jobs and real experiences and were like in the middle like of your careers it felt like you know Mm -hmm. 
That's that would that would be fair. Yeah, I guess there's different uh, different timeline. I think for you know both for you and Allison having gone through a professional degree after a bachelor's degree. I mean, you're I mean just inherently about four years behind. Exactly. Um, like um, we were just starting. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is where we usually take a. Sp- break for our sponsor uh we don't have sponsors at this podcast uh, which is lovely however if you are interested in have any questions or comments you certainly can email me at half the fun podcast at gmail.com again that's half the fun podcast at gmail.com would love to hear your questions your comments or if you want to sit down and chat all right so let's move on to part two where allison joins us for lamb attacks gym buddies and showing up on doorstops yeah well diana do you have the first memory of when we i mean we went to vet school together obviously but like when did it start to me it's very vague and blurry like when we first met and started hanging out what what do your memories give you (laughs) You know, the hard part is that you were very prominent in our vet school class. So I felt like like I knew you probably well before you knew me because you were the president of our class. You were in front of us speaking and advocating for us often. Like, I just sort of knew you, even though... I, I feel like I should say, though, that our class was 50 people. So everyone knew each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, the first time I think we actually talked a little bit and I felt like I kind of like knew what you were about was at the first Halloween party in vet school. You and Lee. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell, tell me your story. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so good. Um, well, you and Lisa were there and you were dressed as like a prairie girl or something. You were so adorable. And I was dressed as a flapper. Um, you were also adorable. Right, I think we were real cute at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember you met this guy at the party. He was dressed as a lamb. I don't know why. <laughs> why? Why was that his choice? I don't know. No one knows. And no one knows why you were into that, but you were. <laughs> I think you had, like, snuck off with him for a while, and you came back to the party. And I was like, hey, girl, you've got... Um, all over your. Oh feet. my gosh, that was you! I totally <laughs> forgot. But yes, I do remember you saying like you've got lamb all over your face, <laughs> and I was you really like, embarrassed. No, it was so I think we like went to the bathroom and had one of those like girl moments where I was like, we did, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot that. I'm so glad you brought it up. I know, because that was like well before we started actually hanging out. But it yeah, was like, I think that was our first good interaction together. A very typical party moment. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but I had made the mistake of hanging out with people that sat near me in first year at those long tables. Mm-hmm. And like, they're they're great people, and actually, I'm I'm glad I met them. But they were not meant to be like long-time friends yeah not not the people like nearest and dearest in my heart yeah. it yeah. took me a whole year to get that figured out and I know it was that like we started hanging out because you're like hey let's like go oh you go to the gym sometimes like I want to go to the that's gym right yeah we were gym buddies that's how our friendship first blossomed which is bizarre to me because I've never been a gym person 
<laughs> but I, I think you were the, the person that got me started and kept me going even into Seattle. So yeah, and that. <laughs> it was so much more talking and chit chatting than it was actually That's working true. out. But yeah. The fact that you did make it there on a regular basis was, I felt like an accomplishment. It was an accomplishment. I do remember lots of half-hearted ad crunches and just <laughs> chatting and venting about vet school. Yeah, um, while, while holding weights and occasionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I remember dreading the moment where we would part and get into our cars to go home and study more. Like I just, I know. it was such a dread because it was such a relief, even though I hated working out and still hate working out. It was such a joy to like go to the gym and chit chat with you. Yeah, it was, no, it was really great. And it was perfect, like kind of one-on-one time for us to like get to know each other. And mm-hmm. cause then definitely like you came over to my house or I came over to your, well, it definitely did more things after that. It's but. true. It's true. Do you remember a time where you felt, I think our f- friendship blossomed during vet school for sure, but I think it really took off actually after vet school, you know, like we were close in vet school, but I feel, I remember being much more close to you or feeling attached to you uh, after vet school. um, I remember being so surprised after we graduated how much effort you put into staying in touch with each other and visiting which surprised me because I, I honestly thought that our friendship was going to fade away after vet school. Like what, what are your memories of, you know, cause you were moving to Seattle at that time. What, what do you remember? Was, did you, you take an effort to do that or yeah, no, just come naturally? No, absolutely not. Like I, I am fully flaky. I, I have a hard time keeping in touch with people, but I remember specifically you told me like, we will not stay friends if you don't try a little bit to stay in touch with me. And I totally took that to heart because I really, really didn't want to not be your friend. Like, you know? I'm so glad you did because I think if you hadn't, we would have faded away and not be here right now. Like, no, I mean, it's funny because I feel like there are some friends that I could not talk to for a very long time, but I still Mm -hmm. know in my heart that we're good friends. And every time I see them, like, awful close to them. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly the rest of our vet school, you know, like the yeah. girls who are close to me in our vet school class are, are those girls for sure. But, but I was worried when you told me that like you, you need me to keep in touch more that like perhaps we wouldn't be such good friends if I just checked in periodically, mm-hmm. which is good because now I think that we're like much, much closer and like have a, a level of friendship that's uh-huh. become important to me that I like I mean I need I need somebody that I'm a little bit closer to and I'm in touch with more like so I'm I'm glad because I think it could have easily gone differently if you hadn't have actually said and I actually I just remember being so touched because you came to visit me within a month or two of me moving to Los Angeles and I remember feeling really isolated and alone in Los Angeles just being in a new city by myself and starting an internship and just feeling very overwhelmed. And I remember he came to visit and it just meant a world to me that to have that support and your willingness to come, you know, fly down and come see me just really meant a lot to me. I remember that. And that's a great trip. I love it. Yeah. 
like I think I learned something important from that trip, which is that like if you show up in people's lives, like they're mostly happy to see you. And yeah, <laughs> that's like, true. You know what I mean? Because I I think you were the first friend that I just like showed up at your house and visited you. But I think I've done that a lot to other friends in different places mm-hmm. since then, and it's really been like great. It's now my favorite thing to do. Pretty much is just like show up and be like, hey guys, I'm in town, hanging yes. out. Yes, you are one of those people that you just show up and people are happy to see you. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I will say, I hate to admit it out loud because I feel like there's this thing where you shouldn't admit to moving to a new city just for one person, especially when it's a romantic relationship. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure I moved to Seattle a good portion for you (laughs) to be in the same city as you and be closer to you. Uh, And you know, in the part of loving the Northwest um, for the same reasons you do. I remember it for those same reasons. But I I don't know that I would have necessarily uh, worked as hard to move to Seattle if you hadn't been there. I remember those conversations. Like, you were trying to imagine the next thing you were going to do after your internship was over in LA. And I was like, come here. And you were like, I would really just be coming to Seattle for you. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. You would love it. It's like close to Portland. I'm here. Friends are here. Fun is here. Like, why not be here? I, I, yeah, I remember, I remember your apprehension. You thought about other places like closer to family, like, you know, Denver or something else. I was like, no, come to Seattle. (laughs) I had no qualms at all about like, yes, come here for me. It'll be great. And I'm so glad that happened that way because it really was the best thing for me. It's so natural for you to be in Seattle. Like, I don't know how it was a tough decision or, you know, if it was a tough decision because it just seemed to make so much sense to me that you should be there too. I, I really think you talked me into it but in a very good, gentle way. (laughs) And it really was the right decision because I did get uh, one or two job offers in Los Angeles to stay down there. And it did not, you know, when I thought about it, just staying in LA just didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. It didn't fill me with like positive, cushy feelings. Uh, And then I came up to visit you and Jules was in town. Yes, and we just hung out around Seattle, and David was there, and um, Allison Gosling came in, and everything just felt really good about Seattle. Yeah, I, yeah, that was actually another part of the glory days of Seattle, not, not just meeting, like, Ashley slash Jason's social group, but, like, there were a few of us nearby that made it so comfortable. Like David was there, Carla would come up, like, you know, Allison or like Dugo, just people like, people were there. I just felt comfortable. I loved it. That like those years were good years. They were very good. But I think that's when Jason came into the picture, our lives intersected. Before we do that, pause for a little break and say hello hope you're enjoying the podcast you can certainly follow us on stitcher uh, google uh, itunes and i believe anchor fm all right so act three how i met your mother well to be fair you came into 
our picture in Seattle. Whatever. I think everyone revolves around me, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So we met um, July. You moved into Seattle July 2011. That's yes. Yes. And we kind of, I mean, we've described in previous conversations about our first meetings, first meetings and mm -hmm. things like that. So we can jump ahead to that. I guess, Diana, what were your thoughts on someone who both knew me as a friend and knew Allison as a friend about us kind of like both circling each other a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. being people in our almost thirties and things like that. And, um, dating each other yeah i mean oh i'll be honest like i think <laughs> i don't know you to be anything but honest <laughs> um i think i gave a lot more thought to allison's perspective on the whole thing because i think i just knew that jason would be into allison like no question i was like oh here's a girl who is just right for him like <laughs> i because Jason was ready to be with someone, you know, like you had done the whole like long-term relationship and then dating a few other people. I just got the impression that you were very much ready for somebody important to you. Uh -huh. And so, and Allison like was like checked all the boxes and also to see you guys together, like she laughed a lot with you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> It, I just like I saw it like working on from Jason's perspective very quickly and I didn't I didn't have to do any like gymnastics about that like I don't think we had any conversations Jason about like do you think you would like Allison I was just like no that's happening right <laughs> I, I fair enough yeah that's yeah fair. and I, I think you weren't the only one because I remember talking also to Megan Peter and Joanna about the same thing and they also had no doubt they're like of course you will date jason like that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah but like allison on the other hand had not <laughs> had not had a lot of serious relationships and and by not many zero <laughs> right right yeah. right so i had no i didn't even know what i wanted or needed or right. was looking for right exactly and I think you'd made some bad choices. So you're like, I don't know. I just think it took a little bit more convincing, not because Jason's not a fabulous catch, but just because like Allison didn't really know as much like what she was in for. Oh, that's a cute picture. It was, so it was really one of those where like, I feel like Allison was in a place in her life where she wanted to have serious relationships uh -huh. and like something real and something good. But getting from, I like hanging out with him and we have like fun together to, I want him to be my boyfriend or something more serious was this huge leap. Why? Why was that? I don't know. Looking I, back, why was I, I so naive and stupid? <laughs> anyway. It takes some time to build something with somebody. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to talk yourself out of it before you know fully like what it's about. And so like a lot of my conversation with Allison early on was just to like relax. And if you're having, like, if you're enjoying each other now, just like go with it. Like if at some point down the road, you're not enjoying it anymore, you can decide to stop. But like 
why get in your own way? And like, and I don't know if you did this knowingly, but I'm the type of person that if you tell me to do something, I want to do the exact opposite. And Diana never was like, Hey, just do this because it's right. You know, she, she never, you never forced me into it or tried to like, lead me directly into that decision but i think subtly never said that no i don't know if you knew that on purpose or but you definitely kind of nudged me in different ways and just the right ways to get me to come to that realization and i thought i did it on my own but really (laughs) you helped me quite a bit (laughs) i think i also just gave you permission to relax a little bit yes yes I think it's really easy in our own minds to get caught. And like, I definitely do this myself in relationships. Like I find it really easy to, to jump ahead and be like, Oh, but like, this will never be forever. And then you realize like, it doesn't ever get to be that way until you work on it. Like it just takes time. So that was the big, you know, the big day drinking conversation at the Elysian <laughs> that changed your life. And I remember at the Elysian that fateful day, when I was really, I don't know why I was agonizing about what to do. Oh, let's, whether... uh, to, we haven't talked about this. So to put this in context uh, to like the day before we had gone square dancing and I was like, you and I had definitely been on different pages. To, to, totally fair. You and I had been on different pages, like two ships passing in the night in terms of like, I don't know, we should, we should be interested in each other. Yeah. I don't know, we should be dating, like all these things. And then like, I finally turned a corner. I finally got my shit together and was like I think we should date yeah that day before and you were like nope yeah so I was like I didn't feel it at the time and I sat down with Diana at this bar pub to do some day drinking uh, at the Elysian and was really agonizing over it and feel like an idiot afterwards because I was like man I really enjoy this guy i had so much fun with him i'm really gonna miss him words were every time i'm around him i just want to make out with him (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah that's great good okay (laughs) and i but for some reason i was like but i'm just not sure about dating him and you just looked at me like i was the stupidest person on earth and you were literally acting like he had asked you to marry him. Yeah, and I remember you saying, it's not like you have to marry him. You just are going to date him. <laughs> yeah. And I was, and it, it was like a moment. And then you also said something along the lines of, like, if he makes you so happy, why wouldn't you, like, want to date him? And it was those two things together that I was like, what, what am I thinking And I had this moment of just like, I'm being such an idiot. I need to go talk to Jason right now. And, but it always struck me that you said you didn't have to marry him. Cause I was like, oh yeah. Like it just by saying, yes, we should date. Doesn't mean I'm committing to a lifetime together. And yet that's what happened. Right. Yeah. But I have to say like, I'm really, really glad that someone among the two of you was sure enough not to just like run away like the fact that jason withstood that like and had the confidence and like 
to to say like to give you the time to come around and also to be like more of resilient enough to like handle you saying no and then just kidding yes like <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I'm so I'm so glad there's definitely some resilience there some somebody with some like future yeah. foresight he's definitely the more patient by far of the two of us I think was my literal reaction when else was like well maybe we should date yeah <laughs> He did take about an hour. <laughs> I know you had, you had to make your sweat a little, like work for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, right? I did sweat quite a bit for an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think that's good advice. Like, I try to give myself that same advice. Like, I sort of wonder how many Jasons I've missed out on in my life because I... <laughs> that's the first time someone's ever said that. Uh, well, thank, thank you. I'm flattered cheeks are very red right now but i would say that uh, yeah no it's hard i think being in the right time right place i mean i i i appreciate and admire i think something else that diana you and i have common even though you would never know it about me about like i guess i feel very intensely i don't show it and i feel like you're a person that feels things very intensely but you you do show it and i appreciate that about you Oh, that's so nice. I feel like it's one of those things where it's great to have been a, a woman instead of a guy, where like, it's a lot more socially acceptable for me to be as emotional as I am. Mm -hmm. And like, I really hope that we're moving towards a world where everybody gets to express the things that they feel with a little bit more honesty, you know? Because mm -hmm. I think that, I don't know, Jason, you're such a sweetheart. Because... <laughs> I think that you you let it out in such very controlled and thoughtful ways that you have all of these feelings, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just makes it gives me good confidence that you're gonna raise really thoughtful, smart men. You know. <laughs> I mean, I'm to the point now where I've been single for a while, so I feel like I am who Allison was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I don't think that will ever be the case. No. <laughs> Hopefully you'll never devolve to that, that point. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I empathize a little bit with that, you know, being very stubborn and set in your ways. You know, Which I, like, I don't, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's fair, yeah. But the way you guys, like, literally, like, analyzed and, gosh. You just Anything had, specific that comes to mind? Oh, gosh. It's really funny because in my mind, I have a memory of talking to you while I was on the phone at the park near my house. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to remember specifically, I think it had to do with when you guys were going to leave social outings or when you were going to drink or who's going to drink at social outings. Yes. We have huge arguments about this. Mm -hmm. You just made, you had to make very specific rules with each other about how to <laughs> be fair and good to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I think I thought that that was sort of ridiculous, but now I've sort of realized that having a functional relationship where it matter, like the, the feelings of the other people matter, it's hard work and you guys actually put in the work and that's why you have a functional happy marriage. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. well, you could also say that you just 
become too old and tired to actually go out. So <laughs> yeah. we can also solve the problem. Yeah, not a problem anymore. Yeah. Now that we're both in bed by 9 Okay, I should go I should go through your Facebook feed all the time because there are beautiful pictures of us in our youth like doing fun things. Right? Oh, I love this photo of you and Allison actually at um, oh. Ashley oh, Adrian's wedding. Yeah, I, I agree. I think and that I would have to say that was not that long ago. Okay, it was four years ago. Dang yeah, it. It was <laughs> we look the same basically, but we look great. Yeah, Regina <laughs> looks great too. That was a fun. That was really fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that day. All right, that brings us to the end of part one of this podcast with Diana. Tune in next week where you'll see part two. Dana will chat a little bit about her speech at our wedding and then she turns the table and asks us some questions about parenthood and friendship as well you can certainly subscribe to this podcast and I hope you do Uh, we're on iTunes Google Play Stitcher and we're hosted on Anchor FM certainly you can write or email us at halfthefunpodcast at gmail.com we'd love to have you on the show All right, see you next week.